Hey everyone, welcome back to my channel. So before we begin today's podcast, I'd like to say a big thank you to Casita Properties for sponsoring today's episode. And they are the UK leading property company when it comes to off-market discrete buy-to-let sales. All the links will be in the description below. I have the pleasure of welcoming Steve Hamilton. Thanks so much for joining me today, mate. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Absolute pleasure to have you on. So let's kick it off with we're gonna um we're gonna cover off a little bit of property, but also I want to tap into more of the entrepreneur mindset, how you got to where you are and what you're doing. And you know, it's an exciting journey, um, watching from afar of what you're doing. So let's start with who you are and what you do. Okay. So I am a property developer first. That's the, that's first and foremost, because that's where all of our income comes from and been doing it for about eight years, been on social media for just over a year. So there's a massive misinterpretation that we have grown this big in one year. It's been eight years and came on social media. Obviously it's opened a lot of doors. And I also have something called Team 11, which is a network of individuals in the property world who I've brought together. We started that a year ago as well. We've got over 500 members now, and that is growing at a rate that is crazy. It's outrageous. So yeah, that's the two things. Property developer first and a network a second. Yeah, awesome. Well, it's funny you touch on the work that's gone in behind eight years but people will look at your socials where most people make a quick judgment mm -hmm. and they think, you know, what's he doing? How long has he been on socials for? But if you've done that in a year, I mean, that's incredible growth. Yeah. And I know how hard it is in terms of building a network, especially an online community. Yeah. If it's rapidly growing like that, that's, that, that's a testimonial to what you're doing because it's hard, yeah. isn't it? To run that online community. It's hard. Yeah. I think what it is, it's because, when people meet me, they realize there's no bullshit and it's very straightforward and it's black and white. There's no gray areas. There's no corners cut. If, if you're doing something wrong, I will pull you up and tell you immediately. Some people react to it in a good way. Some people react to it in a bad way, but it shows the realness. And that's why we have grown, I think, to the level we have. We've no marketing. It's literally been all organic. We are looking at doing some kind of marketing in the future, but We've got to make sure that all the procedures are in place to be able to cope with the growth. Yeah. So it's still a learning curve as well after all these years. So where did this journey start though? What, you know, taking it back, why property development? Why entrepreneurship? Why not the normal go to uni, get an education and, and work nine to five? I left school when I was 15. It just wasn't for me, but I was intelligent. I knew my basics and Everyone throws this word entrepreneur around, you know, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know I wanted to do what I'm doing. It literally, I followed a path that led me to this, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I get asked all the time, property entrepreneur, that's what you are because you do so much stuff. Entrepreneurs, I think the real entrepreneurs are people who can create something from their imagination. Mm -hmm. that's a real entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is not somebody who follows the, the footsteps of somebody else and does the same thing and copies everything. That's not an entrepreneur. That's just someone who's copying someone else's footsteps. An entrepreneur is somebody who can have an idea in the brain, in, this is in my opinion, and literally bring it to life. Yeah. So like I said, I didn't know I wanted to be an entrepreneur. It just happened. I totally agree. It's creativity, turning it into an income, yeah. fending for yourself. And obviously we just had this conversation off camera is that, you know, you can 
I don't think there's anything wrong. I think there, there is a difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I think taking an idea, turning it into something that is physical, something that generates an income or, you know, something that you can say, right, this is now a thing. I've created it. But there, there is that take of, well, if something's successful, Steve's doing it really well. Why don't we just sort of copy what Steve's doing? Yeah. Like we were talking, there's, there's not anything necessarily wrong in that because it's a compliment to you, but it's putting your own spin on it, isn't it? Yep. That's and, the key. and just being honest about it. Yeah, that's the key. I think copying, everybody has a path that they want to follow because they've seen it already produce an income or produce wealth. And there's nothing wrong with going down the same path. But like you said, if you can put your own spin on it and don't copy everything completely, then yeah, I understand that. But that there is a difference between entrepreneurship and a business owner completely. Yeah. If I want to do, if I want to create a clothing brand and I literally go onto Gymshark's website and I copy every single thing they've done, I use all the influence they've used and everything like that, you're a business owner. Yeah. You're not an entrepreneur. Yeah. You're somebody who's copying. So that that is a that's a good analogy, what you just said, the difference between the two. And when it comes to formal education versus self-education, like Jim Rohn said, you know, what was it? Um, formal education will earn you a living, self-education will, you know, earn you a fortune. What's your views on that? You know, because that's I've I've recently done a video that that went pretty big and, and there is a real divide. Like I would say it's I wouldn't say it's a 50-50 divide, but there is a massive divide, a disagreement in terms of, well, no, you must go to uni, you must go to college because how on earth are you going to know what you want to do? You, you need a trade. What's your views on that? You know, I have big opinions on this because I see a lot of super successful people that I know a lot of young people follow who always put Instagram and posts and Twitters out, Twitter um, posts out saying, I, I did well, I left school, I've got no qualifications. It's okay for them to say it when you're sitting with 50 million pound in the bank. Mm. Every single person is completely different. I'm a big believer in that you must finish your education because it gives you the basic skills. And then not everybody knows the path like me. I didn't know my path, but until you're finding your path, you still need to be taught. So when I hear these, no names, but when I hear these big, big people on social media saying, don't worry about education, it kind of annoys me because I genuinely believe that you need it and you should finish it unless you're going into the family business and you know it's going to happen no matter what it's generational wealth yeah but I, I'm a big believer in going to school and finishing your education the university level I think that's a that's a bridge that you cross once you've done your a levels and you know your, your college and stuff like that so what would you what would your take be on university because obviously that they take some lengthy years off of you yeah if you're going to be a doctor and you know in your mind, or you're going to be a lawyer or something like that, then obviously you need it. There's nothing you can do about it, but that's for people who have made their mind upon what they want to be. If you're just going to university because you're still unsure, could be a very, very long waste of time. Mm. And that's when you do need to sit down at that stage and assess where you're going. That's what I believe. Well, a lot of people off the back of that, when uh, we, we've had this in the comments recently and stuff like that is, a lot of people saying, oh, well, it's, it's not all about the money. And I think there's this interpretation of when you start a business or you go on to pursue entrepreneurship and you build things and, you know, you, you want, you want a certain lifestyle. That's what it's portrayed as for you personally, when, you know, people say, oh, it's not about the money. I just want to be happy. Personally, I think that we're holding on to a bit of an old school mentality of there that money isn't necessarily the route to happiness but it's what money buys and that's time to spend with loved ones family children that's really what it's about yes yeah, so have you really ever 
serious question. Have you yeah. ever come across a poor person who says money doesn't matter? <laughs> Very valid. How many rich people have you come across that say money doesn't matter? Mm. Because it's easy to say money doesn't matter when you have it. Life mm. is all about money. Everything we do, you're sitting in the studio doing a podcast with me today. If you didn't have the money, could you afford to do this? Exactly. Could you be able to drive or catch a train here today? Money is, is up there. It's, it's as important as breathing. Yeah. Because you can't do anything without money. Um, again, the narrative on this money doesn't make you happy comes from rich people. doesn't come from poor people. Mm. Because where I'm from, which was, you know, a very, very poor area and a poor upbringing, money was everything. Yeah. Because I saw my mum without any money. So no, I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that. I think anybody who says, I'm not in this business to make money, well, give it away then. Let's see what you do then. You won't find that happening. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it whatsoever. Yeah, I, think I, I don't a, agree with it either. It's a load of nonsense. I do think, I think it's, I think it's an old school wording and, and something else that came up was someone quoted this in one of the comments on a TikTok video was that all the best things in life are free. And my take on this is, you can meet your partner for free. You can create a child for free. There's going to be a point you need to put your hand in your pocket <laughs> to enjoy that partner. Soon that partner's going to want to go out. It's an objective that what you've just said, it's, there's, there's different points of views on it. Like you said, the best things in life are free. And you'll get the, the people who will say, walking in the park, walking on a summer's <laughs> evening, walking down in the rain and stuff like that. The best things in life definitely aren't free. Mm. Because like you said, there will be a cost at some point. Yeah. So yeah. Again. Do you want to walk in the park again? No. <laughs> it's one of those. I things. want to go to the Ivy. It'd be, it'd be nice to change the narrative and people actually start talking about how money. The Americans, if you go to America and you drive down the street, it's the same thing we hear all the time. You've got a, a Ferrari and you drive down the street in a Ferrari. They're literally clapping you, running down the street, taking pictures, asking you how you got it. Yeah. You drive down the street outside here, someone's going to try and rob you or yeah. someone's going to try and, you know, there's a comment oh what a twat he is or yeah. she is so i think it's this country definitely needs to start applauding people who are successful yeah and showing the younger generation that this is what you can do whether you go into business yourself or you work for a company and achieve the same kind of things and i think that's a problem with a lot of people's mindsets in in the uk we are so behind i'm glad you brought that up actually because that's a good uh, talking topic is in america they will they'll they'll salute you you know they they are all for making money and if you've done well in business um they're happy to talk about it they're happy to sit around in a room and and discuss it and asking questions that is something in the uk it seems taboo and almost frowned upon if you've done really well that i should sort of be a little bit jealous and yeah. bitter and instead of asking you where well, you'd probably really respond to me because you'd see a little bit of likability or that's what i was like and perhaps even take me under your wing it's like oh, you know he's done well i don't yeah. want to talk about it. whereas if i was to ask you the question it'd be like steve how'd you do it you'd be like well why do you want to know you know and i'd be like yeah i'm going to copy you yeah. but you know like <laughs> it is but it is it, it is needed questions. it's massively needed and yeah. Like I said, it needs to be taught in the younger generation that it is okay to go to somebody who's successful and ask them, how did you do it? Yeah. Can can you can you show me? Can can we have a conversation? Can I have five minutes of your time? Not everybody's going to give you the time of day because there are some idiots out there. Yeah. But I think if if you've come from, you know, an upbringing that's not great, you will be more inclined to speak to people. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, I think you've got a bit more that humble element of you. Yeah. Also, there's this misconception that rich people are assholes. A lot of them aren't. 
I think it comes down to if you're an arsehole and you get given money, you become a bigger arsehole. But if you're a nice person and you've got money, you probably, you know, you can help people, you can give things away, you can you can sort of guide people. And that's what I found is some of the people that have done very well financially that I know, honestly, they would give you their last sandwich. Like they would really help you out if you ask the questions. If you don't ask the questions, how are they ever going to know that you want help? So that's something... I really want people to take that away is ask questions and actually, like you say, be proud. If you've, if you've been successful and you come from the background that you, you know, you have, be proud of it. Like if you've achieved everything you have, why not? Yeah. Why not talk about it? Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's important. Ask questions, be around people that you are inspired by or you look up to, or you want to go down their path. Yeah. So make sure you surround yourself with them if you can. How do people weed out who's real, who's not into, we were talking about it, weren't we? You know, someone does one deal or they, you know, they go on a training course and then and then they'll apply what they've learned there and then they'll start something on their own. How does someone look from afar and think, right, I'm brand new to this game in business, in property, whatever it is. This person's really big on social media. They're saying what I want to hear and I'm thinking I'm going to go with them. But you just don't know. So what kind of basic thing, basic things would you do? Truthfully, there's nothing you can do in today's society because social media has just ruined everything mm. so social media is highlights it's a highlight reel it's the nice things that nobody wants to show you the badness yeah and this country and any country in, in in the world actually you have people who have common sense and you have people who don't have common sense obviously the amount of people with common sense is like one percent it's rare sense yeah rare, that's a good one that is i've not, not heard that one before <laughs> i like that um you can't because human nature if I come in here today to you and say, Aaron, put £50,000 into this deal and in the next four or five years, you'll start seeing a return on it, 6 to 10%. And then obviously it will lead on to other things. You will be like, okay, let's have a look at it. If I said it to six of these people in the room, but no, nah, I'm not waiting four years, it's too long. If I came into the room and said, right, here's a scratch card, it's £100, there's a chance you can win a million in the next 10 seconds. <laughs> Every single person in this room will give me a hundred pound. Yeah. And that's how the people on social media come across that. It's financial freedom within seven days. Yeah. It's financial freedom within 28 days. There's never a financial freedom point in people's lives because when you earn a certain amount of money, you live to that amount of money. So if you want better, you have to then go up the next level. Yeah. So financial freedom doesn't come fine. Financial freedom buys time where if you hit a certain amount of money that covers all your expenses, say £10,000 a month, you can then step back, you know, you've got your income of £10,000, whether you have to work for it or it's passive, then as soon as you've had that for a few months, you're going to be like, okay, I want a bigger house. Mm. Um, I want to buy my mom a house. I want to buy a new car. And everything starts to go up and up and up. So realistically, there is never... There's never an end. And this is what these guys on social media can convince you that you can have this. Yeah. And if it was that easy, wouldn't the whole country just be wealthy? Yeah. It doesn't work. And you can't stop it. It's it's something you'll never stop. And there is no way of fighting it. You just mm. have to, for every idiot born, a con man will have a customer. And there's nothing you can do. That's very true. That's a very true saying. You've got to listen to that one back. I like that one. Mm. Well, I don't think there is a way of fighting it. I think you are right in terms of, I think you put it nicely, everything's a highlight. And that's the dangerous part of social media is is a highlight. But there are a lot of people that do 
take information and they go and apply it. And I think for anyone watching is just that you have to really trust your gut instinct. I've always, but then it comes back to common sense, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, you like someone drops you a message saying about Forex or crypto. It's like, you know, there are people that are going to sign up to it because it's mentioned that short term win. Everything's, everything's so quick and instant in today's society. People don't rely on the gut. Mm. That's a big thing. So when you're happy, you get butterflies. Yeah. When you get really bad news, your stomach turns. That's not, that's not magic. That's an actual instinct inside yeah. your body. So when you meet people, your gut instincts, how you feel about them within the first 20 minutes, hour, you should always remember that when you walk away. If yeah. something didn't seem right, there's a reason it didn't seem right. Or if you genuinely feel a great energy and a great vibe, then that's your instinct telling you that they're good people, but people don't rely on that. People don't use that. They yeah. just, again, they hear, give me a thousand pound and you can make three thousand pound in a month yeah i'll pay for it give me 10 grand for a course or 12 grand and you'll be financially free in 28 days yeah. and it's just instant they're just in they're they're they're, they're already walked quick win no hard work yeah doesn't everyone, exist no everyone wants the money overnight and i think when you look at most successful people financially um look how many years it took them to do it like really successfully you know f financial financial freedom is it really a thing but the ones who have got the 20, 30, 40, 50 million in the bank. It's taken them 10, 15, 20, 25 years, you know, and that there, that number of 10 plus years, that's not good enough for obviously the day and age that we live in because everything is so quick, you know, downloading trade, trading 212, investing into EasyJet, you know, all these stocks, everything you can buy, it's, it's so superficial and it's very misleading. On to sort of um, a debate that comes up, I'm very interested to get your take on this property versus business so property market at the moment is moving very quick it's changing very quick obviously there's a lot of things going on in the economy for someone who might be interested in property but also that element of business thinking okay i could start online minimal overheads but i like the idea of property what's your honest opinion right now in terms of the two if someone had a pot of cash do they lean towards the property is it too much of a slow burner or do they get into pro or do the business or what's your thoughts it's down to the individual and what your goals are and what you're trying to reach. Property is a very, very long-term strategy and it can create generational wealth depending on who you are and what abilities you have to keep going up and up and up. But if you look at all, if you look at most of the, the richest people in the world, what do they all have in common? They all own property. Yeah. They all have main businesses, but then they all use the businesses to fund their portfolios mm. and I'm a big believer in that you can't predict the future. If everyone could predict the future again, we'd all be millionaires and we're not. Um, property is something that if you've got a passion for it, just do it. There's no right or wrong time. And house prices don't drop 50%. Commercial buildings don't drop 50%. They go, you know, two to 8% mm. up and down. So if you're in it for the long term, it doesn't really affect you. So if your strategy in the property world is to build a portfolio, you can start today. If your strategy is deal sourcing, you can do that anytime and you can start that today. If your strategy is flipping, well, then you have to sit back and make sure the numbers work because if your profit in a property from flipping is say 10,000 pound and the market starts to fluctuate and you have um, all your admin costs as well, like your, you know, your sales costs, your legal expenses, then you've got to really understand how the market works. Mm -hmm. So again, depending on your strategy, 
that's how you know your entry point. If you're going to start a business, like an online business, well, you're in something called the red ocean, aren't you? Because you're competing against every single person in the world. Because everybody wants to do an online business. What's the first thing that most people do when they say, I want to create an online business? Clothing brand. Mm. How many clothing brands are there in the in, in the UK that we've not even heard of? Yeah. So you're, you're in a red ocean with sharks and you're fighting. You want to find something that you can concentrate on where it's, it's you that makes, you know, the future. Whereas if you do a clothing brand or an online business, it depends on sales. Yes, you have to sell a house once you've flipped here. Chances of selling a house are like 99.9%. You know, everybody needs to buy a house. Everybody invests. Clothing brands and online businesses, it's all down to sales. Mm. It's not the same. And it's marketing as well, isn't it? Huge. Who's got the biggest marketing budget? I think depending on what sector you go into, um, I think obviously determines the marketing. But th this is something I want to touch on. How important has it been? F I know you've done it very quickly, but your social media presence, how has that played a part of one sort of building on your network, but two, bringing on board new clients, new investors, because obviously, again, it's, it's your portfolio, isn't it? Saying, look, this is who I am. I'm Steve. This is what I do. How, is it, how important is it for people to really take note? And, you know, not a lot of people want to get on video, but that's where it's going, isn't it? It's it's the number one thing that you need in today's um, day and age, social media. It's key. And there's a fine line, a very fine line. So when I came onto social media, I was comfortable my life was comfortable i had nice cars nice houses income everything was nice and i made a decision with my isabella who's my my fiance and partner in everything we do do we want to be comfortable and grow at the rate we're growing or do we want to be the best like number one the best developer in the uk and then hopefully take it wider do we want to create the biggest network in the whole of the uk well if so we have to put our faces out there mm. and we have to start to market. Huge decision. Never had social media. Didn't even like my photograph being taken. <laughs> I was awful. And when we made the decision that day, we hired a full-time videographer that first day um, who's still with us now, Duna. He's absolutely unbelievable. He's a wizard. And we outlaid a huge salary. And everyone was like, you do know you're not going to get any return from anything on social media for like four or five years. And my mentality always is, well, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and put the best content out. So we did it from day one, literally immediately. And it's opened doors that would never, ever, ever have opened. There's yeah. people messaging me, you know, it's, it's even little things like when you, you know, when you walk down the street, people come over and say, oh, watch your video. I saw the Instagram. I saw your post. Congratulations on your fiance being pregnant. Congratulations on new cars or that development you're doing looks amazing. Well, it reaches so wide yeah. and it grows your brand so quickly. But when I said there's a fine line, there's a fine line between coming on social media and being a cocky bastard. Yeah. And coming on social media and people going, I like that person. Yeah. He's relatable or desirable. So it can be a really, really mixed bag because it can be misinterpreted very quick. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta figure it out. Yeah, it does open up so many doors. And not only that, moving on to video, um, one of the biggest changes for me, I know Paul, you felt this as well, is moving from typical photos or write-ups on LinkedIn 
to moving on to LinkedIn over, I'd say we've probably been hitting, hitting it heavy the last couple of months, but some of the, I mean, already had a great network anyway, but some of the connections now that have poked their head out just from changing that video on a platform like LinkedIn, where predominantly if we go back five, five, 10 years ago, it was, you know, it's gotta be a, a political yeah. post. It's, you know, you've got to include news links and stuff. Whereas now putting out video and being more yourself and open and transparent about what you're doing and who you are, doors open left, right and center. And I think from hiring a videographer from day one, I think had I been in that situation, I would have done it as well because you, you're starting as you mean to go on and I'm a big believer in that. And it's obviously, well, it's obviously massively paid because of the brand that's been built. So which is tied quite nicely into your event. How have you, obviously we, we run our event as well, but it has massive benefits. How have you found sort of putting on an event and being that host and allowing people to get to know you that little bit more? Yeah, it's, it's that was that was key at networking events because we'd done our first ever event a year ago and we had 30 people. It was in a really high-end restaurant in Sutton Coldfield called Panache, the friends of ours. And we had like a little section of the restaurant on a Saturday night and we sold 30 tickets. We only put 30 tickets out. We sold 30 tickets and me and Isabella sat back and was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, and then two months later, we did our next one in Panache, 80 tickets. Then we went and did a black tie event at the Park Regis in Birmingham. And it was 250 tickets. And I remember when we put it out there, we had lots of speakers and the event cost us 27,000 pound. Um, we had we, we won't take sponsors, so we pay for it all ourselves. We we, we have to. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Well, we didn't because what it was with us, I didn't know who I want to align my brand with just yet. Yeah. So the first event, me and Is Isabella sat back and was like, right, twenty seven thousand pound. Um, we sold the tickets and the ticket sales was only five thousand because we wanted people to be able to come. So it cost us twenty two thousand of our own money, and the ticket sold out in about thirteen minutes. So we was like, okay, so we really have something here. This is amazing. Then we went to um, the Grand Hotel, which is the best hotel in the whole of Birmingham, Black Tie, again, 35,000 pound. And we'd done 250 tickets again, sold it out like within an hour, I think it was. And that one was spectacular. And then we bought it back last month and we went back to Panache, the restaurant where it started. And we ended up hiring the whole of the restaurant out. So they shut it on a Saturday for us and we had a hundred people. Um, again, tickets sold out like within a day. Um, and when we sit back and we look at it, it was like, wow, this is incredible with the networking. But what I did was before we went to networking, well, me and Isabella, we went round to four or five or six different networking events. And we basically took from each event what was great and we took what was shit and we thought, right, that's not what we're going to implement and this is what we're going to implement. And from all the networks we went to, we found that the only thing that we could take that was any good was when you just left people in a room to speak. Yeah. Um, and when you had somebody who stood there that people were absorbed by who wanted to, they wanted to listen to that person speak. Yeah. So that's how we came up with our events. There's no sales because we don't sell anything apart from a membership to a network. Yeah. Um, which you get from it, what you put in. Yeah. Um, and we do like a weekly Zoom thing with everybody. If you want to join, you join, you don't, there's no charge for that if, if you want to come on. Um, so our networking events, we found that if you just let people do what they want to do and you get people down who people want to listen to, they, they're absolutely amazing. And yesterday, was it yesterday, guys? Yesterday, we decided to hire Millennium Point in Birmingham and we're doing a seminar. 
350 people. Wow. And we've already sold 280 tickets and we've not even announced it. That's insane. So, and the seminar is amazing. But that, that shows credibility. Like that, that, that speaks a lot for you. So that's insane. I mean, to self-fund it as well like that. I mean, how do you, the buzz that we've got from it is, is the opportunities like we've, we found already that we're now having certain meetings and that's come from being sort of in that room and putting good people in a room. And it just, I don't know, it just opens up your mind to the possibility of if we can get more people in a room like this, more doors are open, which kind of just opens your eyes. The fact that it's always about changing your circle. It's always about being around positive people. And that's kind of where I always confirm the fact that this is why I can't have time for people that aren't that aren't supportive, aren't positive, that don't want to do well, or, you know, just just wanting to move forward. However that looks like in, in their life is just that being positive about whatever you're doing, putting them all in a room, the opportunities that come off of it. I don't know if you found that as well. It's, it's huge. And it goes back to what you said about changing the narrative, the way people think about things that were said in the past. You hear the saying, you know, day ones, the people who were with me from the beginning. Well, if you've got 10 friends from 14 years old and you all grow up, and you become the successful one that buys the Ferrari and the Lamborghini, your nine friends ain't supporting you. Yeah. There is no way on God's green earth they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, unless you're buying them a Ferrari and you're putting them in a house, <laughs> yeah. there's going to be jealousy. There's going to be envy. There's going to be hate. Changing your circle. There is nothing wrong with changing your circle. Yeah. As long as in the business that you are in, you have a core team who are all on the same page. Everybody else that comes and goes are just an acquaintance to you doing whatever you're doing because people i get it all the time steve changed steve you've changed you don't come back to where you're from you know you have no time for us no i haven't changed i'm exactly the same person who just has bigger goals and ambitions yeah and my goals and ambitions don't let me come back to where i'm from and sit in the pub on a thursday afternoon when i'm trying to work so i haven't changed you've changed your attitude towards me because if you had anything about you, you would be with me trying to, how do I do what you're doing? Yeah. So, you know, there's, your circle will change forever in a day. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. And anybody that tells me, nope, I'm with the same people that I was with from day one. Well, 99.9% .9 of them are doing the same thing that you was doing from day one. Yeah. It does hinder your growth massively. It does. That's what Simon Leslie said, didn't he? He said, the people that were with me at the beginning, they're not the people they are now. No. That, that I have different people. Everyone's played a different role. I'm going to throw a bit of a spin on it, sort of as we come to a close. If you had £50,000 right now, where would your money be going? How would you utilise £50,000 in the day and age that we're in? Two things. If I had a business and my business was up and running and it, you know, whether it's successful or it wasn't successful, 50000 would go into marketing. If I didn't have a business and I wanted to get into something, well, if it was property, because that's obviously my field, the £50,000 in today's market, huge amount of money. If you've got £50,000 in the bank, you've done extremely well to have it as a, you know, an extra money. That's amazing. So hats off to you if you've got £50,000 in the bank. You can't really do much in property at the minute. Today's market with 50000 So the only way forward with something like that would be to joint venture with somebody who has knowledge and experience who you can gain from or do something called assisted sale where you put your money in and you get a return on it because £50,000 like I said huge amount of money but in the property world it's, it's not a lot of money yeah but so. marketing it would go a long way Might yeah if you've got a, yeah if you've got a business 
I would yeah. put all of that money into my every penny into marketing. But that's when you have to find a good marketing agency. Yeah. Because there's so many con artists out there and scammers. There's a lot of them about. Yeah, who realistically will just take your your social media posts and just go online and just do what you can do. Yeah. There's no strategy. There's no targeted. There's none of that. So you have to again common sense has to come into play and you have to find out the ones that are actually doing what they're doing. Do you know, it's funny you say that just to finish up, I've had a lot of people reach out to me in the past and say, do you want, do you want us to have a look at your marketing, have a look at your strategy and what you're doing? And when I've given them the five, 10 minutes and they've gone through it, I've got to the end of it and I thought, that's exactly what I do. Mm -hmm. You literally do nothing different. I do that. Yeah. The only, the only bonus is you doing it for me to, gives me my time back. So I do, I do believe, like you said, you really have to, Proof, proof of concept, case studies, where are they? Who have you taken from here to there? As we finish, what would be a top tip for anyone looking to take on the rest of 2022? I'm not even going to say in business or entrepreneurship, but just make strides forward, you know, want, want a better life for themselves. What would you say has been, you know, what have you taken away? What lessons have you learned? Get rid of anybody around you who doubts you. Don't have them anywhere near you. Even 1% doubt, don't have them anywhere near you. Don't listen to somebody who's never done what you're trying to do. Don't take advice from someone who's never done what you're trying to do. So many people out there tell you not to do something when they've never done it. And you literally have to do it now. Don't wait. The diet thing, you know, the, the, when people say, I'm going on a diet, I'm starting Monday morning, nine o'clock, and it's Friday afternoon. So this Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to eat what I want. I'm going to start. You're never going to start. Yeah. If you're going to start, you start right now from this second. As you're watching this, if you're watching this and you listen to me, and you go, I want to change my life. You do it now. Yeah, right now, like you get off that sofa or whatever you're doing, you get up and you write it down. Because unless you write down your goals and your plans, you'll just float around. You'll never be able to do anything. So make that plan, make that goal and dream big, but be realistic. Have a massive dream that you've got in the back of your mind, but set steps and targets that are achievable. Because if you sit here now with no money and you, your dream is to buy Manchester United, you're never going to get there because you're not explaining your process to get there. So you have to have goals and you have to write them down and you have to follow them. Literally, do not try and do something else until you've ticked that one off. Yeah. And as soon as you've done it, watch how you feel. You, you'll feel empowered. You'll be like, oh my God, I achieved it. Mm -hmm. So the next one's like, you get there even quicker. So yeah, you got to do it. You have to take action. Yeah. And celebrate the small wins as well 100%. along the way. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Steve, where can people go to connect with you, mate? Um, you can just put the stuff in below of your description. It's just yeah. one web website and what we do is on there. Awesome. Well, everyone who's watched, thanks so much. And Steve again, thanks for coming on, no buddy. Problem. Appreciate it. And we'll see you all very soon.